Ezekiel, the prophet, who was, became a prophet in the exile, in the Babylonian captivity. But there's something here so beautiful, so unusual. What he sees in a vision, in this prophetic vision, he sees the new temple in Jerusalem being built, restored. He sees all the details of that temple. He even sees and recognizes such details as the, as the, uh, the size of the temple, the three parts, you know, the, 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 the known as, as the entrance of the temple, the, the portico, then you have the actual temple itself and then the Holy of Holies. And he sees all that, but there's more to this. What he sees is not only the physical reality of the temple in this prophetic vision that he has, but he also sees something which is at the heart of the temple, the glory of God, the glory of God, which means the very presence of God God's presence among his people. And so here we, as we read this in, in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, the angel led me to the gate which faces the east. So he sees in this vision, and then the angel leads him to that gate, which is on the east. And there I saw the glory of God of Israel coming from the east. Now, as he describes the glory of God coming into Jerusalem at the beginning of the prophetic, a prophetic work, a prophetic ministry or mission of, of Ezekiel, he saw that the glory of God left Jerusalem, left the temple because of, of hubris, pride, pride of the people, pride, the indifference to God, the, the transgression against commandments, the, 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 the lacking of the, the, that basic faith, which means reliance on God, trust in him. And so they, you know, the people before, before the destruction of temple and in, in Jerusalem, also the city of Jerusalem, people believe in, in, in political powers, or well, Egypt will help us, this, that, but we allow, without relying on God. And so, so before the Jerusalem was destroyed, before the temple was destroyed, Ezekiel saw the, the glory of God leaving, going to east, going with the people, going with the people who were exiled. So God never abandoned his people, even though God abandoned Jerusalem and, and the city and the temple, and yet he did not abandon his people. He, walked, he was with them with the exiles, those who suffered, those who were lost, those who were in many ways abused. The God was with them. And then in this vision, we see that towards the end of his prophetic mission, he sees how God will come back to Jerusalem, how God will come back and the glory of God once again will be manifest in presence. And then he continues to describe it. I hear a sound like a roaring of many waters and the earth shone with his glory. So he sees manifestations uh, in, in the creation itself, the very presence of God. The vision was like that which I had seen when he came to destroy the city and like that which I had seen by the river of Chabar. So it's the same as the, the glory of God left and now is coming back through the east, eastern gate from the east. So 
I fell prone as the glory of the Lord entered the temple. I fell prone, so he was affected by the by way of the gate which faces the east, but the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the inner court of the temple itself. And I saw that the temple was filled with the glory of the Lord. When I heard someone speaking to me from the temple while the man stood beside me, the voice said to me, Son of man, this is where my throne shall be. This is where I will set the soles of my feet. Here I will dwell among the children of Israel forever. It is through that voice, angelic voice, God gives testimony that this is the place. This is the place where my throne shall be, the throne of glory. This is where I shall be. Here I will dwell among the children of Israel forever. Okay, we are speaking of 550 years before the birth of Christ, before Christ's coming. And we have to remember that the, the Jerusalem temple was rebuilt. This is where God dwelt. This is where the Ark of the Covenant was. The Ark of the Covenant is where God's Ten Commandments, God's Word were there, God's Word. As we know, God, Jesus is the Word of God. And then on the top of the Ark of the Covenant was the mercy seat where the, where the blood was poured and water was poured from the sacrificed uh, you know, lamb. And we know every once a year, this is the Passover. But there's something here so important for us to remember that prophetic words that this is where the Lord will dwell among his children, among the children of Israel, among the people of, of, of God, he will dwell among them. And we know that when Jesus died on the cross, when he died, when his heart was pierced and blood and water came forth, the curtain in the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem split in two. Jesus became our temple. Jesus became for us, as he spoke, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. And people says, how can you do it? This temple was being built for more than 50 years. And you say that you can do this. Jesus became our temple. He became the place of mercy. He was the mercy seat. This is where the blood and water has been given as the rays of his forgiveness and mercy of nourishment. Jesus became the temple for us. So when, when Ezekiel sees this vision and he sees that this is where I will dwell among the people, my children, forever, we know that from the temple of Jerusalem, the transformation that took place through Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God, that became flesh, became one of us. And he's the one he initiated the very presence that we still have and will continue to have till the end of time. Eucharist, I will be among my people and he is among us. He is with us. He'll never abandon us. He will always escort us. And the glory of God is actually his divinizing power. Divinizing power of his love, of his mercy, of his tenderness, care, of his wisdom, of his justice. All those things which are part of God, where we speak of, of the glory of God, his very, very presence among us. 
and that he promises that he always will be with us, and he is. He is here in this very shrine. He is here because the Eucharist is here. He is here among us because through the image he wants to manifest to us that he is here for us, that his blood and water continues to pour forth, water that purifies, cleanses, forgives, and blood is a nourishment, is the body and blood, is the Eucharist. So it's always coming to us, always being with us, never abandoning us. And that is so, so important for us. Yes, the vision of Ezekiel comes right into our very presence, into the presence of Christ, into the presence of Christ as the true temple. But there's one aspect which the Lord wants us to remember, and it's through the gospel today, and where he's warning us that we should not imitate those for whom religiosity was just external. It didn't go deep. It, it was not something that was, was part of their very heart of their life. And this is where the criticism of the Pharisees came. Jesus did not eliminate their teaching. He says, no, you listen to the teachings because they tried to teach the, 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 the truth, the, 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 the truth of the commandments, the truth of the covenant relationship with people. But, but do, they really, do they really believe? Or is it more external? This is why the Lord today in the gospel once warns us that we can't have just external religiosity. We can follow all the precepts and prescripts and everything else, but does it go deep? Does it go deep? And this is where Jesus wants to invite us to look into our hearts. Is it just for external, you know, for approval, whatever it may be, or is it because we love him Jesus says, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, meaning don't it, it, do things which, which are covered within our hearts because it's out of love that we do. You know, it's like parents who love their children. What do they do? They don't always say periodically, maybe get upset, you know, they say, I'm, I'm doing this for you. But, but they do it because they love. Love is the motivating factor of one's sacrifice. We sacrifice ourselves, we give ourselves to others, we give ourselves to, 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 to one another because we love, because we care, because we want to do it, because we want to make one another happy, Fill, filled with that happiness because of, we know that we can't function, we can't live alone, we, we're not able to do so, it's only by helping one another walking the journey. But here the Lord says, I am there with you. But you have to allow yourself and allow your heart to be so open that you rely on everything that you have. You know, the, the, the most important element of the divine mercy image and divine mercy message is, is that Jesus, whose mercy itself, he wants us to know that he can be relied on, that he can be trusted that we place our confidence in him. And he wants us to place our confidence in him like, you know, in, 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 like children. Because if we do place our confidence in him, this is why we have this image, Jesus, I trust in you. I place my confidence in you. I place my, my, my life in your hands. Because when we do so, then the benefits and the graces come and they flow and, and they're unlimited. Once again, Jesus says to us, you know, when you accept me and accept me as especially in the Eucharist, he will open up all the, 
all the possibilities of, of graces that I have prepared for you and you are able to be receive them because God can prepare many things, but we have, we can be too preoccupied. We can be too uh, distracted and, and we do not receive as much from the gift of God himself who is with us here. I will be with you for forever here. I will dwell among the children of men, all of us. He wants us to be with us. And this is the difference. So maybe then today, not only as we continue to, to witness to the word of God among us, that word of God that helps us to grasp the truth, but also that we may welcome him in the Eucharist. And we see people who have done that like today. We, see, we, we honor Saint Bernard of Clairvaux and he lived the Eucharist. He loved, he lived that, that, that Eucharistic, amazing gift that God gives the presence of Christ. And he was able to do so many extraordinary things. He also loved Our Lady. He wrote several books on Our Lady because he wanted to imitate her, how she responded to God's grace, how she responded to, to that prophetic mission that Jesus gives her, but also to all of us, and that we may be able to cooperate. And, 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 and the role that that we have, the, the role that is given to us is continuously uh, uh, brought to our attention through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit reminds us, teaches, inspires, moves us. So maybe then through this celebration here, through God's word addressed to us, through the Eucharist that's given to us and through the power of the Holy Spirit surrounding us, may we say yes today, may we re reaffirm our love for the Lord, and may we reaffirm our trust in him. As we say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.